Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience continue yep. in some well-doing seek nope. for glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Great Luke You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell you? Nope. We gon' expose them? Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue with sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue with sin?
you got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose All right, all right, all right. You're gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, shalom and good morning, almost afternoon. Bible question wide. Yahweh, Bahashem, Yahweh, Shai, Barak, Thumb to the 12 tribes worldwide, the Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zebulun, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gad, Reuben, Ashton, Valley, and Issachar, to the so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and so-called Mexicans. Shalom, 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 shalom. No, brothers and sisters, there's nothing wrong with your ears, nothing wrong with your, um, uh, uh, you have tuned in to the ISBHBK Bible Talk, and yes, today is Thursday. But the brother tells the Bible, uh, the brother, the prophet, the uncle, the teacher, uh, everybody's friend. He was called away with some business this morning, so uh, uh, he asked me to step in for him. So I'm stepping in for him today. Today is Thursday, all right? Today is Thursday, and yes, we do have classes every Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to uh, about noon or 12:30. But today, get, get this this with the adjustments, I had to push the class back uh, a half hour. My apologies. Hopefully, you get the notice uh, in the text thread uh, that, that is sent out um, so everybody know uh, what time of class did start. But yes, uh, Tazapa will not be doing uh, uh, for your information today, but he will, most I say the same, he will return back on Tuesday uh, with Tazapa Tuesdays and again uh, resuming his class uh, for your information again next Thursday. All right? So, with that, you know, uh, again, it's me, Mashaba. Uh, hopefully it's not too much of a letdown. Uh, being a part of the ISBHBK network, network of schools, or the, the, the Stream of Wisdom uh, network of schools, we do have school locations in San Antonio, in Houston, in Nova Virginia, and in Rochester, New York. Our school in, in San Antonio is located um, at 4444 Walsham, street number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218, being our address here. Classes are held every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And again on Saturday, starting at 10 a.m. We ask you to come and join us um, and, and, and join the families that are there. If not, please log on to you can log on with us on face. Uh, I'm sorry, on YouTube at ISBHPK uh, uh, San Antonio. I'm sorry, I'm getting all the names mixed up. Uh, ISBHPK San Antonio on YouTube and be able to check out our, our, our shows and, and join the classes there. For our class in, in the Houston area, uh, which is located at 231, FM Road 1092, Stafford, Texas, 77477, being our address there in the Houston area. And they have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, as well, and also on Saturdays. Um, on Mondays and Wednesdays, now you can catch them at, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., or on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., or Saturday Saturday class starting at 10 a.m., all right? Um, and you can view them live on uh, uh, YouTube as well at either ISBHBK, Houston, or Stream of Knowledge. I'm sorry, Stream of Wisdom, uh, uh, Houston, uh, on, on YouTube to check them out as well. Our school in Norfolk is located at 2610 Granby Street, 
Nova, Virginia, 23517, being the address there. You catch them live every Tuesday and Thursday, uh, being, you know, tonight, every Tuesday and Thursday on Facebook. Under For now is the Israelite School of Biblical History, Practical Knowledge. But you can also check them out at the, swore, the Stream of Wisdom, right? The Stream of Wisdom on Facebook, starting from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then you can view their classes live on Fridays on YouTube at uh, Stream of Wisdom, Nova Virginia uh, YouTube channel, again, from the hours of 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and then again on Saturdays, starting at 12 noon for the Sabbath ceremony. If you want to uh, uh, log in, uh, go through the teachings, go through the blessings, and go through all the prayers uh, with the ceremony uh, with our school in Norfolk, please do so at, at your convenience. And then in, if you're in the Rochester, New York area, if you're in the Rochester, New York area, uh, the school is located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, suite number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606, being our address there. And they have classes every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Um, for any questions you might have for our school in Rochester, please contact Priest Zion at area code 757-762-3917. Uh, if you want more information about what's going on in Norfolk, please reach out to Priest Kazakia at area code 757-300-4047. And for any information for our school in uh, Houston, reach out to Priest Kwatizak. That area code 303-557-8979. If you have any, any questions for our school here in San Antonio, uh, reach out to either the brother or warden Iyer at area code 210-862-2643 or brother Shamshuan at area code 505-387-9609. All right. Um, uh, and if you'd like to uh, help support or help us uh, any of our, our classes, uh, in the Houston, in, in Houston, Norfolk, or, or Rochester. Uh, for now, please check out ISBHP, isbhpk.com, where you can start a monthly subscription with either uh, Fringed Up, uh, Sweet Ambiance, um, where uh, each month you can get the if, it, if it's if it's Fringed Up, you can get uh, according to your subscription, you can get a new shirt each month. They have mail that to you, uh, uh, include, uh, free of charge which includes a border of blue with fringes. It's 100% pre-shrunk cotton, 100% pre-shrunk cotton uh, with the vinyl design of the month. And if you up your subscription, you can get the matching leather headband to match your shirt. And that can come out to you every month. Uh, they send it out for those who subscribe to the monthly uh, uh, membership at uh, Fringed Up or at Israel Wear. And then uh, Sweet Ambiance, all right, Sweet Ambiance, um, specializes in custom, uh, custom handmade uh, soaps, uh, fragrances, uh, bath bombs, and, and bath salts, um, and by engineering custom fragrances so that every one of your moods can smell amazing. When you support the ambiance, you support the stream of Wisdom ISBHPK. So you can get a, a monthly subscription with them as well, where if you're a man, woman, or child, or a man or woman, uh, or if you want... Uh, that you can get the fragrance of the month that's that's uh, for men, the fragrance of the month for women, or you can go, uh, ask for you get your own special design fragrance that will come to you every month um, that your subscription can help keep us teaching this truth uh, and keep our YouTube channels open, keep the schools open. And if you want to support the school here in San Antonio uh, at Building Oaks Mall, uh, 
on the first floor in between the, the store called Shoe Palace, which is in between the Great American Cook Company kiosk and the elevators going up to the food court, uh, you'll find a kiosk called Eastern Fragrances. Eastern Fragrances uh, provides you the, the high-quality uh, uh, colognes and perfume oils without the alcohol and without the water. Um, they're really amazing. I've been using them for years. Uh, check out Eastern Fragrances and, and get yourself one of the Egyptian bottles and get the history behind the Egyptian bottles. And one thing that's unique with Eastern Fragrances is once you purchase a bottle with them, um, that whenever the bottle's empty, you can always return it to them, and they will refill it for half price. So you will never pay full price for a cologne or for your oils ever again. So we ask you to please check out Eastern Fragrances, again, at the um, uh, Roman Oaks Mall on the first floor, uh, right in front of the True Palace, in between the Great American Company uh, kiosk and the elevators going up to uh, the food court. Uh, we also have uh, the business called On The Mark Moving. They even uh, uh, made a delivery here uh, for my wife uh, just yesterday. On The Mark Moving is a moving company uh, that can move any, anything you need moved. They can handle it. It's licensed, insured, and bonded, and you're guaranteed some of the most professional, high-quality moves. Uh, where you're, whatever you're moving will be, will be moved in the safest uh, way possible. On The Mark Moving uh, you can contact them by going to the school or go by the kiosk and get more detailed information, and they can definitely hook you up. So we ask you, please, support these businesses to help us keep this truth going uh, in San Antonio, in Houston, in Norfolk, as well as in Rochester. And then uh, every Sunday, brothers and sisters, every Sunday, we do have uh, the Paleo Hebrew class uh, that we do teach from the event center uh, located at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center which also is located at the, at the mall, there, uh, the Roman Oaks Mall in San Antonio, which is on the second floor um, on the far south end of the mall, uh, right in front of the uh, remote control derby race car track there at the mall. Uh, again, we have uh, Hebrew classes every, every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, so please come and check us out. And also don't forget to check out Dr. Ebony, um, who also has, has an office inside the event center where Dr. Ebony is a holistic doctor, a certified holistic doctor, where if you have some health concerns, go see. Uh, she can give you a, a free checkup and, and checking you out. And also has the products, the holistic products from teas, from tinctures, um, and herbs to help you get out on your recovery um, to, to, to get you in the best health possible. Again, they're at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center. And uh, according to its name, uh, EO Pure Therapy is supported solely from EO Pure Therapy, which is located also at Rolling Oaks Mall on the first floor of the mall, which is in the J.C. Penny wing of the mall on the first floor, which happens to be di- directly diagonal from the H&M clothing store and across uh, the hallway from the Icing Boutique. Uh, EO Pure Therapy specializes in custom-made fragrances, but also handmade uh, soaps, um, handmade uh, bath salts, handmade bath bombs, all right, and handmade lotions that you can get uh, a custom design soap lotion uh, or, or fragrance for, for the for the house or for the body. There at EO Pure Therapy, they provide high quality skincare products, uh, and also they they specialize in CBD creams, gummies, tinctures, and roll-ons. So we ask you to please check out EO Pure Therapy. Um, and support them to help us keep this truth going, all right, help us keep everything going. 
So with that, brothers and sisters, thank you for tuning in. Well, before, before I do that, thank you everybody for tuning in. Why be tuning in? Um, you have, again, reached the ISBHPK uh, Bible Talk. Uh, if you miss any of our classes any, uh, uh, that, that we do do, that we do, that we do teach, uh, you can reach out uh, and, and go to, on your web browser, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com. Once you pull that website up, go to the search box and type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. When that comes up, you, you get the full list of, 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 of classes that we've done that go all the way back to our very beginning, February 28th, 2010. That's when we first started our first blog talk show. And all our shows are cataloged and kept there, or archived and kept there. So if you miss any one of our shows and you want to just catch up, that's one way that you can uh, 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 tune in and we'll catch up any anything that you might have missed. Uh, we also uh, we also can be reached on iHeartRadio uh, podcast, on Google uh, Google podcast, on uh, uh, Apple iTunes podcast, and also Podcast Addict. Um, but this is, give me one second, please. Give me one second. Uh, I, I need to take this. Uh, I need to take an intermission real quick.
alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, 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 alright. I just had to handle uh, that quick intermission. All right, uh, brothers and sisters, this part of, of my show, as, as I see the time is, is, is creeping, uh, that I do like to send up prayers for, for, for people across the country um, and, and trying to esteem others uh, better than myself um, and, and, try, and try for others first in, in, in the mindset and the same that, that Christ did um, for us, that Christ didn't just think about himself and what he was going through and just, and, and just focus on himself. But he put his focus on others, right, and, and trying to please the Most High and being a servant of the Most High and being, most importantly, being that example to us to follow his steps, to walk in his steps. So I don't do this for, 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 uh, for show. I don't do this for, for any, any self-glory or, or, or self-praise. But as a humble servant of the Most High, um, as much as alms does uh, deliver from most of the sins and charity, is the most important gift uh, that a person can have. Um, it's done in, in that spirit. It's done in, 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 in that way, all right? So uh, if you'd like to join me in, in this prayer, I ask you to follow me. Uh, if not, the names that, that you hear uh, that I'll be going over, please add it to your personal prayer list. Um, so when you send your prayers up, you might uh, add, add uh, the brothers and sisters here and the children uh, that that the most I might 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 look after. All right. So I'm gonna uh, start the prayer like this. Uh, the most I in the name of Christ. Yahweh, Bahasham Yahweh Shai. Please listen to us now. Baba Bashar, Shemaila Nawa. Right now. Yamina. Please send Michael and the holy angels. Baba Bashar, Shalak, Maika Allah, Wa Allahayam. To watch over Shema'il, bless Barak, heal Rapah, protect Hagan, strengthen Chazak, help Izar, uh, and please take away uh, all evil, call Rai, evil people, Rai Ein, evil spirits. I, uh, Rai Rachayim, uh, sicknesses, guile, and malice from the brothers, the, the brother and sister Tahawam and his wife Waradaya, from the brother John Spann, uh, from Miss Catherine, otherwise known as Ma Dukes, uh, for Becky and Daryl, and for uh, uh, Becky's sister Carmen, uh, the entire Lovett family, my in laws, including my mother in law my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and all my nieces and nephews for the entire Lovett family. Uh, for the entire Coates family, including Gabar Kowa, his sister Robin, um, uh, for uh, Gabar's uh, uh, mother and father, for Gabar's uh, sons, uh, Shapar and Ashwan. Uh, Gabar's sister Robin and uh, uh, Mariah's uh, father. We ask you, uh, Father, for Kazakia and his family and, and, and Shawashana and, and, and uh, Shalemiah. 
for the sister Anagashia, uh, for the brother Sahawam uh, Racha in Houston, uh, for the brother Sahawam here in San Antonio, uh, West Beverly, uh, for the sister Ayana, the wife of the brother of Wanda Iyer uh, here in San Antonio, for some special needs children, Father, uh, the daughter of our brother Tazapar and his wife Arakaya, uh, baby CC. Uh, for the daughter of Gabar Kawa and Anagashia, uh, Aizuli. And for the daughter of Brother Barnabad and his wife, Kardashaya, uh, Aliyah. Uh, for Tazafah and his family, Father. For the brother, Kudash Gabar. Uh, for the brother, Yanawathan. Uh, for the brother, Sham Kudash. For the brother, uh, Gabar, uh, out there in, in, um, in, 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 uh, in Florida. Uh, for their families, including their wives, Father. For uh, uh, the sister Ruthie Mae Johnson, who is the mother-in-law of Brother Gabar out there in Florida. Uh, for the sister, uh, Quadrasaya, the wife of Bonabad. Uh, for the sister Pat Washington, uh, the mother of Brother LV. For our Brother LV, Father. Uh, for the Brother Sean Stark. For the sister Sylvia Khan. And for the brother Shapar, and uh, and today, Father, uh, I'd like to add to the list uh, for today uh, 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 the the son of Dawam and Waradaya Shalomar. Father, we ask you all these things um, uh, in the name of of, of Christ. Uh, Baha Shem We thank you always. Thawada Thumyad, Aman. All right, brothers and sisters. So let's go ahead. Let me close this, this screen out. We don't need it. Uh, yesterday, if you had, had a chance to tune in with us yesterday, um, we're going over the series right now, brothers and sisters, uh, about what it means to deny Christ, right? about what it means to deny Christ so that – all right, cool, cool, cool. Get some, uh, get some text. Uh, what it means to deny Christ, and in this series, we're at part 23 of this series. And we're getting ready to wind, uh, wrap this series up. Um, not today, but we are getting ready to, uh, to wrap this series up. Uh, hopefully you tuned in uh, yesterday and was able to uh, check it out. And again, if you didn't t- uh, tune in yesterday, uh, please check out, uh, uh, you can go to uh, Google Podcasts, on iHeartRadio Podcast, on Apple iTunes Podcast, Podcast Addict or www.blogtalkradio.com uh, forward slash Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. Go to our episode page. All the episodes are there, and you can catch the, the series that we're doing. They're in, uh, going backwards in chronological order. Um, you can catch either, any of the shows I've done, the series I'm doing, the series that Tazapah is doing, or even the series, uh, uh, the class that Bonabai is doing. Uh, you can go and check them out. But yesterday we was going over about being um, to deny Christ, and if we deny him, he would deny us, and we were also going over, I'm sorry, that's today. Yesterday was why it's necessary for us to be born again, all right? Um, and that in being born again, let me pull the scripture up real quick, make sure I got it. Still here, give me one second. 
Let me check my notes here. Check my notes. One thing that we, we, we one of the last scriptures that we, we, we was going over yesterday, brothers and sisters, uh, was First Peter chapter one, verses twenty two and twenty three. And I'm going to touch on that just a little bit again as we as we uh, come into today's class. Uh, and when, when we go to First Peter chapter one, verses twenty two through twenty three, where Christ was uh, telling, we was going over yesterday and examining how we had Nicodemus in St. John chapter three. It's the first time we read about Christ talking about being born again, all right, in a conversation that he was having with uh, Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee and was a ruler of the Jews, um, and how when Nicodemus came and presented himself to Christ, came and approached Christ late at night, uh, he, he first he acknowledges that Christ is a teacher come from the Most High, and that from that conversation, uh, Christ is saying, well, cool, um, you acknowledge that I'm a teacher, Come from the Most High. That's why it's necessary to be born again. And in understanding that Nicodemus was a, was a Pharisee, and the Pharisees were strict adherents in keeping the law, uh, and they were very um, studied, and they were even called lawyers um, because they they really were about the law. All right, um, uh, they was really about they were strict adherents to the law, and very technical. It made their, their, their minds very technical and their way of thinking very technical, very linear. Um, and that from being very technical and very linear, when Christ made the statement, which is, you know, uh, if we want to say an allegory, it was a symmetry, it was a metaphor, uh, even if, I guess when we use today's terminology, he was dropping bars, meaning, meaning he didn't literally mean crawl back up in your mother's uh, womb and be born again. But this is what Nicodemus could not get his mind around. Nicodemus was, by being so technical and being so linear, that he couldn't pick up what Christ was putting down, if I'm going to say it like that, that he really wasn't getting it. And Christ even had to ask him, are you a ruler of the Jews? Are you, a, and you, can't, you really can't get this? This really does not make no sense to you. But it's because, again, of how technical and how linear uh, Nicodemus was being. If, if I might feed that, that example a little bit more, uh, brothers and sisters, when we um, – if we study music, right? if we study music, when I say study music, I'm not saying study music like the way the so-called white man does. If we go back to the beginnings of – from – the very origins of of our journeys here in America, uh, country music, which we know was started by slaves. That, as I was watching a YouTube uh, just yesterday, uh, not a YouTube, but a, but a, uh, a social media uh, 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 blog yesterday. Did you know the banjo that that the slaves brought the banjo? with us from West Africa, that when we came over on the slave ships, we brought the banjo with us. That was one of our instruments that we brought over on the slave ships with us. Now, think about that. A lot of times, we only associate the banjo with hillbillies, 
rednecks and white people. But country music had its origins with the slaves, with our ancestors, with us, with our people, as well as the blues. And we know the blues gave birth to not only rhythm and blues and soul music, it also was the birth of rock and roll uh, with uh, uh, Chuck Berry. That we, Little Richard, it was we invented every genre of music that that is that is in the that is that's popular today. It was started by our people, let alone being being uh, salsa or merengue or or um, that step step side to side um, that that call and response type of music. Um, that was all started by us. And what I'm trying to tap into, and this might be hard for people who, who are very technical and really have lost their soul, lost their spirit. And I'm touching on that because when you consider soul music, the very origins of country music, when you consider blues, it was music, even jazz. It was music that was played from the soul. That the, for the slaves playing the music and for the slave masters, we, us to be in the plantations, and the slave masters to demand of us to be singers while we're out there in the fields, to sing one of the songs of Zion, which was one of the prophecies uh, in the book of Psalms. Where the music came from is what they call was very organic. It wasn't because we read sheet music, that this is A, this is B, this is C, this is D, this is this chord, or we're, we're going to sing this in the, in, in the key of E or what have you. We weren't that technical. We weren't that stiff. We weren't that bland. That it came from a feeling. That it came from 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 a feeling. It came from the environment. It came from from things that we had going on. That usually would tap into that feeling. And that white people could not understand where this came from. White people were amazed. And then white people had to come back, and they're the ones who had to now come back and, and get, oh, you're playing this note, and then uh, this note. And then make sure they put that on paper, and now they, can, they can't just play jazz music or soul music or rhythm and blues or even country music from just the feeling of, of, of and what's in the atmosphere. Now they have to read the music. They have to get real technical. You know, like the, the way so-called white people think, everything's red tape that you have to, it's got to be like this and in triplicate form and, and very technical, very cold, very linear. Again, and this is why even for the music, from the rap, rap music, uh, to, to again, our music, it comes from the soul. That's what they call it, soul music. It was, it, it was, it was nothing that you could actually teach. It was nothing that you were going to uh, put down on a piece of paper and now I'm playing uh, all these different notes and having to read this sheet music. That's something that the so-called white man has, has, has dulled our people down. Christ said that the Israelites, they were the salt of the earth. But he also warned, he said, but if the salt has lost its savior, what's it good for? If you go back and look at that, that, of everything that, that we've started, whether it's so-called Negroes, uh, Native Americans or so-called um, 
uh, Hispanics that it wasn't from an academic mindset that we did things. When, when we had the inventions that our people created, uh, like the cotton gin, the cotton gin was created not because we were, were masters at physics and knew all the formulas about physics, but to think about what will make it easier for us to do this job. Hence, the cotton gin. That a lot, a lot of, of inventions that were made, and so-called white people took credit for, but a lot of the inventions that were made, it came from our people working, and how can we make our job easier? It wasn't because we sat down and had to, had to dictate this precise formula, that we had to have this formula and just have this drilled into us that this would make us smart. This is how we acknowledge that we have intelligence, that, that now our IQ, when many, many people didn't know how to read or write. But how were these things invented? I, it came from the soul. How, the, the whole thing about um, necessity being the mother of invention, that was, that's not a white person trait. That comes from our people. But we've been, we, we've been conditioned to think so much like white people. To be to be so technical, to be so linear, that we 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 lose. We don't pick up like like one uh, one of our parliament songs. I you can't catch the rhythm of the stroke. Why is it called rhythm and blues? That you had to catch the rhythm. Why why can jazz music touch people the way it touches people when there's no words to it? That for the way they would make that the the that trumpet sound, or the way they would make that uh, that piano sound, or that saxophone sound, Hell, even if it was the, the guitar, whatever it was, that the way BB King, the way they made it, the sounds that came out from it, it came it came from the heart, it came from the soul. It wasn't that, that they were asked to sit down and I had to be technical about this riff or about this chord or what have you. But we can see where a lot of our people have fallen into that damn same mentality, and it's got us so dependent on the so-called white man's way of doing things that even now it comes to the Bible, we really can't pick up what the Bible's saying. Just like Nicodemus, it being so technical, being so linear, he couldn't understand what Christ was saying. That for what Christ was saying that you just said you just said I was uh uh you know I'm a teacher sit from the most high. I'm going out with your conversation. You let me you you're saying I'm a teacher from the most high. I'm like, all right, cool. And this is why a man must be born again. And your mind goes immediately to oh, wait a minute. So how's a man going uh, he's supposed to crawl back in his mother's womb? And then Christ tried to give him a little explanation and and he was just dumbfounded, like, no, I don't get it. I, I don't see it. That we're supposed to be born again? No different than when Christ uh, was telling everybody that if you don't eat his flesh, that you can't see the kingdom on the most high. And what did the Pharisees do? They took it literal. What? And many of his disciples even took it literal. We're supposed to eat your flesh? The hell? Again, being technical. Again, being so literal you don't miss the whole point. 
You know, think about where slang comes from. That even slang among our people in uh, uh, modern times, there's no book of slang. There's no dictionary that we wrote down that now we're going to take this word and we're going to make it mean this. That a lot of the way that we talked from like rhythm and blues, from the, the 40s, going back to slavery, that we had a communication that we called underground. That we had a, a communication and a way that we, that, that we spoke to one another that only we get, that only we understood. That we're saying these things that, yeah, we're speaking in code that only we will understand. That we look at uh, the, uh, the Underground Railroad, that as slaves were fleeing from, from the south up to the north, that from the songs that we sang. Then when it's just the songs just to be singing, as we skipped to the little, uh, 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 through the forest up to the north, there was a code. That was in, every, that in, in, in the songs. There was a code in the things that we said to one another that wasn't technical. That's why it was slang that only our people would pick up on, that only our people would get. It was a communication that we were dealing with. But now as we've been around the so-called white man more and more and more, we lose touch of how to speak. To one another. So now where what where people come and say, you talk like a white person. And why is that now said? Because we take things so literal. Because now we take things so literal and so linear, like the white people do, like a white person does, that now when our people talk, and you get it from the scriptures, you get it from our history, you get it from, from us, our code of, our code of communicating which would be called slang, it's got to be demonized, that it's ebonics, that it's ghetto or what have you. But that's just trying to make us feel bad about how we communicate with one another and how we had to speak in a way to, so that white people accept us. So now we can be more, it can make it seem like we're more intelligent. That now we're being separated more from our people because we don't speak like that. We don't talk like that. We speak proper. But in all that, what we don't see and realize is we lose touch with how to talk and communicate with each other on a level that we talk to each other. What was so great about when rap music, hip-hop first came out? That now we was able to communicate that for some of the things that was happening on the East Coast and what the rap was talking about on the East Coast uh, in, in Harlem. In, in, in Queens, in the Bronx, in Brooklyn, that for the things that they were experiencing and the way they were putting their words together and, and putting everything together, that could be felt and understood all the way on the, on the West Coast, in South Central L.A., in Watts, in Compton, in Oakland, and any, uh, all points in between New York and California, that, that we shared the same experiences, so we know that when some words were said, it didn't mean the white man's dictionary understanding or perspective of what the word meant. One of, one of, uh, Run DMC uh, uh, had a set, Walk This Way. Walk This Way, that, where they collaborated with um, uh, that band Aerosmith, I think it is. And it, one of the lyrics of the songs, one of the lyrics of the song says, 
Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. That now, Brent DMC had to break it down that way and, and, and explain what that means because in being now on this record with these white boys, that now if if people are not hearing the word and she's bad, whatever, that all of a sudden now white people in their linear way of thinking, which they have really impression and condition our people to think like, so why is she bad? Well, okay, is, is she evil? Is she, um, uh, did she do something wrong? Then why did you call her bad? And, and that was not anywhere near the spirit or the soul of what was being said. That when E-40 um, uh, comes up with a lot of the um, um, other things that are organic that he comes up with, that is not something that he, you sat down and, and got the, the, the vowels and went and studied the Latin and went and got the, the, the Greek and had to go into the Vulgate or whatever to, now get, uh, to get this or whatever. That, that is not how Hebrew Israelites, how we, how we operate. When the Most High told us in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 4, that, he, that we were going to be removed from our heritage, part of being removed from our heritage is how we even communicate one, one another, with one another. And how we, we really do have this white man's way of thinking about being technical, about being so literal that now we as people can't even communicate with each other no more. But mind you, we had this issue even when Christ had this conversation with Nicodemus. About Nicodemus being so technical. Nicodemus being so literal, he really was not understanding what Christ was talking about. And brothers and sisters, a lot of times that happens to a lot of people as we come into the, uh, the, the knowledge of the truth, that we don't catch the spirit of what's being said. We want to be very technical about what's being said. We want to be very literal about what's being said. And when we do that, brothers and sisters, that keeps us blind. That's why Christ said, you're Pharisee and the Sadducee, you're blind. You're perfect at being technical about the law, but you missed the whole point. You want to be so literal and so, so, so technical. You're not picking up the point. You're not understanding the way that the most I was really talking. That's why he told the disciples, bust your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. That's why, you know, it, why are you speaking them in parables? Because they're not going to listen anyway. So, just uh, uh, pinning on a little bit more from, from yesterday, I did want to go, uh, let's go back to 1 Peter chapter 1 uh, and verse uh, 22, uh, uh, 22 and 23. It says, seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the Spirit, unto unfeigned love of the brethren. And we was going over yesterday what, what it means to be in the truth, that Jesus Christ is the truth. His way of doing things is the truth. Not just the technicality that, that catches a lot of us, the technicality because now I call myself an Israelite. That's it. The technicality of uh, we had to now debate about when the actual sliver of the new moon is, or is the dark moon, or is the full moon, according to technicality. 
that remember Paul was expert at the law and was flawless. And was and because he was expert at the law and flawless, he was killing a lot of the original true Christians. He was there when Stephen, the first martyr we read about, when he was put to death. Paul was right there. But Christ had to literally blind him. Paul had to throw away everything he knew so he might learn Christ. And no, he wasn't, Christ wasn't teaching about uh, with the Israelites. I'm black. Keep the Sabbath. We had plenty of Israelites that were already expert at those things. And just because they knew those things, they still were missing the point. Being so technical. Being so literal. And not catching on. Not catching on that this is what's being said. This is what this means. So it says, seeing that we have purified, that you have purified your soul, your soul, in obeying the truth. And again, not just the truth that Buddha is right. No. But now we're actually following Jesus Christ, Yahweh Shai. We're actually taking on his mindset. We're actually doing things the way he did things. We're following his example and that we're obeying the truth. Through the Spirit, unto unfeigned love of the brethren. Now remember, it says through the Spirit, because we were going over St. John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24, or 22 and 23, that salvation is of the Jews and that the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers are going to worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is such to worship him. Are you picking up what the Most High is saying? Not the technical, literal. Because we did that for a lot of, we were doing that for, for 1,500 years before Christ came. Coming out of Egypt from Moses, we were taking it very literal. That's why, come on, y'all. I, I, I know I'm touching this for a little bit. How many times did Christ, do we read what Christ said, have you not read? It has been said. And he was quoting the Torah, quoting the law. But he said, but I'm saying to you this. I'm saying to you that. We, we always read Luke chapter 24, verse 45, that Christ had to open up their understanding to the scriptures. To catch their spirit, catch their soul <clears throat> of the scriptures, and not the literal not the literal, not the uh, 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 linear letter of the law, but catch the rhythm. This is why, if we come back, we can see where Paul, why Paul could say things like, uh, now, uh, not, now speak I, not the Lord. That he, in catching the, the soul, the rhythm, the spirit, of what was going on, Paul can say the things he said that you can't find technically in the law, that you cannot find literally in the law. So we want to make sure we're, we're purifying our souls, right? Verse 23, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. It says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, 
but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So we want to be born again by the word of God, that we, we, we were born fleshly, in the flesh. Our mothers gave birth to all of us, but then we got to not be born of the, of the truth and of the spirit. The truth that we're the Israelites, but now are we catching the spirit of what that means? Are we really catching on, or are we still in this 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 veil of not seeing it because we're being too technical, because a person's being too literal? All right. So, and kind of in trying to now, it is kind of a weird segue. Um, now, understanding all the things we've been through in, in this series, again, this is the 23rd part of our series. Um, in order to be born again to, with new knowledge, and, and again, we was going over this yesterday. Now, I don't want to have to recap yesterday, but I've already got almost an hour's already done. Um, In order to be born again, it requires change. We have to change. And, and from the knowledge that we've had, and we was really going into that yesterday, according to the knowledge that we had and the traditions that we've learned uh, from our parents, from the world, from how everybody else, everybody else does things, that if we're not willing to come in to them uh, and, and learn this knowledge, and change our knowledge. Change what we know. Change how we do things that we can, we will be denying Christ. That no, I'm not going to change. That this is me, this is my opinion, this is how, how I see it, and I'm not going to change for nobody. I'm going to be stubborn. I'm going to be stiff-necked in my opinion. I'm going to be stubborn. I'm going to be stiff-necked in my perspective. And if you're not coming and presenting this information in my perspective, I'm going to justify why I'm not going to have to listen to you. I'm going to justify that you can't teach me. So since you can't teach me, I can stay the way I am. I don't have to change my, my, my thinking. I don't have to change my perspective. I'm not going to be born again by knowledge. Where I actually get to know the most high. You know, brothers and sisters, you know, as we, as we, as we be, our, our parents and we deal with our children, that, that's, I'm going to see if I can bring this example out. There can be a connection between a mother and the infant. I'm going to go there. There's a connection that is not literal. That when that infant cries, 
that it's, there's a connection in the spirit of things. That that mother, if she, if she, if she's aware, that that mother can identify from that infant that what that particular cry means. That just to hear a cry for somebody who's not in tune. That a, a person might hear a baby crying, and the first thing we do is, 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 is jump up and run to the baby. But you'll see where the mother will be like, no, no. That's a, 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 a hungry cry. He's going to be okay. I already got his food cooking in, in, in the kitchen. I already know he's hungry. I know what that cry is. He's going to be okay. It might be that cry of, you just put the baby in, in, in the crib, and the baby don't want to be in the crib. The baby wants to be up and around, and you put him, put him in the crib, and now he's crying out. Don't get a fit. Don't get temper tantrum. He's angry. So that he, he's doing that, going through that, and, and the mother's like, no, you know what? No, he just ain't. He'll be all right. He needs to adjust. He, he, he'll, be, he'll, he'll be okay. But then that mother can be, be in tuned. And then when that baby does cry out, if it's in pain, that mother can be in tune and know that there's something wrong. There's something wrong. And we'll drop everything and come running. There's that cry even where, where the mother would know that, no, nah, uh, that's the baby just talking. He's just talking to him sleep. He can be okay. That means he's about to wake up or just that or whatever. But without the spoken literal words from that baby, from that infant, there's a connection and a a communication that takes place that is not technical, that is not linear. It's dealing with the soul. And I'm not talking about, I hope this doesn't get somebody to think that, well, yeah, that's probably a, a, woman, a woman's intuition. Be damned if I'm trying to bring that up. That's not the example I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm focusing on. But I'm trying to give the most basic example to people who are very linear that they might have had the experience of what I'm talking about or witnessed what I'm talking about and trying to explain what it means to be in the spirit and try to explain Soul, the soul. Okay? When a person doesn't want to cast the communication of what Christ is talking about, what these scriptures are talking about. When a person doesn't, doesn't they, they, they remain stubborn, stiff-necked, and prideful that they're not going to adjust how they see things. They're just not. That this is what they know naturally. This is what I know. This is what I know. This is what I see. This is what I know. And it served me all these years. It served me all this time. I'm not going to change from it. Because this is what I know. And that's where most arguments come from. Most arguments come from, you're not listening to what I know. 
you're trying to you you you're trying to change you're trying to brainwash me. That that be the other shit that that the other statements that 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 are said uh, about Hebrew Israelites. You're trying to brainwash me. Uh, well, yeah, that's what it means to be cleansed by the washing of the word. You know, Ephesians five twenty six. You're, you're right. That's what it means to be baptized. You're right. Uh, that we purify our minds. Yeah, clean your mind. Yes. But people want to take a little because I don't want to change. I don't want to have to adapt. And that's when we go back and read John 3 and 8. This is what Christ was trying to tell, was trying to explain to Nicodemus. Man, hold up. This, look, dude, look, brother. The spirit is like the wind. You can hear it. But you can't tell where it's coming or where it's going. As you just stream. We can look on, on, on all type of weather maps and, and Doppler radar or whatever, and we can know that this, this is what the jet, stream, the jet stream is doing this, and it's going to be blowing this, and it's going to be uh, up high, bringing in the cold air and bringing in the, the warm air or whatever. We can get these models and all this type of stuff, but where does the jet stream come from? Where? He said, so is everyone that's born of the spirit. But we want to get we want to get so technical and so literal, we, we just we keep missing out. Cause I don't want to change what I know. I don't want to change who I am. I'm not going to be born again. And that's where we start to deny Christ. That's where we, that's another place that we start to deny Christ. That for Christ to have to change from being already the the uh, the, the on the right hand of God already he had to humble himself. He had to come down and after and wash the disciples' feet. Allow allow himself to be put to death. He had to change, and he said it too many times. I speak in my I speak in my own words, but the words that the Father has given me. I cannot do my own will, but the will of my Father. But the will of Him who sent me. Father, if it be Thy will. Let this come past for me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will, what you want. And obviously, Christ did not will or want to be tortured. And we've covered that. If you, have, if you missed that series, uh, Brother Tuff covered it on uh, uh, this past Tuesday, um, uh, the beginning of the end, uh, the crucifixion of our Christ. And I, I've covered, we, me and Brother Gabar covered that. I think that was a 21-part series that we did also about Christ being the Passover what that means, and really going in depth with his crucifixion and the mindset he was in. But he had to go through those things and go through those changes in order to please the most high. He couldn't just go by what he knows because I see this, and this is what I, this is what I see. Christ didn't do that. So a lot of times we don't want to change from what I know. Because, again, brothers and sisters, I don't know the last time you had a faith class. 
and understanding what it means to have the faith of the Most High. That when you deal with the faith of the Most High, like it says, we walk by faith, not by sight. That's what the scripture says. It's not about what you can see. How many times do we find ourselves when something's presented to you, and the first thing on our mouths is, I just can't see that. I can't see myself doing that. I can't see myself putting myself in that position. That, that, that would be stu- stupid. That would be dumb. I'm not going to do that. I can't see myself doing that. But do you understand? Obviously, you don't understand that by having that mentality, you are not using faith. That's the faith in the most high. You're not. We're not. I just can't see that. I can't see myself doing that. I can't see how that's going to work. Go back and read Hebrews chapter 11. But I don't want to go through that right now. Go back and read Hebrews chapter 11. The faith of the Most High is, is uh, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Now I, got to, I quote it, but now, now uh, I don't want to misquote it. Uh, Hebrews. And we're not going to read this whole chapter, no. 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Another, Paul tried to remind us in another scripture. Um, Romans 7, verse 24. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for? Faith, hope, if you can see it and you can see how it is according to your knowledge, according to how you put things together, you're not using faith. Again, Abraham being the father of faith. Did he not walk in a land that he'd never been to before? Did he not leave the security, the safety, the protection of living in, in uh, Ur with, with all his ancestors? Did he not leave that safety, that comfort, that convenience, and walk where he'd never walked before? Only on the word of the Most High did the Most High say, I'll be with you. And what did Abraham do? He walked. Abraham was called the father of faith. The faith in the most high. And that's the faith of what you can see and how what your knowledge is and how you put it together. The faith in what this is what the scripture says. So because the scripture says this, I'm going to do it. Because the scripture says it, I don't want to. My will, I don't want to do what the scripture says. But because the scripture says it, that's what I'm going to do. But I can't see how it's going to work. But I'm going to do what the scripture says. Hebrews 7, verse 6 says what? But without faith, it is impossible to please him, to please the most high. You just can't do what you're told? Really? Because you can't see it. I can't see it, so I'm not going to do it. Scripture says, turn the other cheek. If, the, if, the, if your brother smites you on one cheek, turn him the other. I just can't see that. I can't see myself doing that. I just can't see it. I can't see how 
Following the scriptures is going to benefit me. Following Christ is going to be benefit me. I just can't see it. So I'm not going to do that. I just can't see it. I have to see it. It needs to make sense to me. Again, this is why the scriptures are in here. Um, W-A-L-K, F-A-I, faith. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 or 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 or 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. That's how the true followers, the true worshipers are supposed to be living. That we walk by faith and not by sight, not by what I can see. Not by what makes sense to me. Because remember, and we covered it yesterday, Isaiah chapter 55, God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nearly all your ways, my ways, say the Lord. The way you think is not how the most high thinks. How we see things, obviously, is not how the way the, way the most high sees things. Our way of doing things is not the most high's way of doing things. For he says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Our thinking is so far beneath the most high. But we always want to, be, want to be equal with the Most High. And we went over that also uh, uh, last Thursday with, uh, with Ezra. Really trying to put himself on, 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 that, on that level also. So with that, brothers and sisters, I want to continue on with this class. Let's go to, hopefully, uh, this transition is a little bit smoother now. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. All right? Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Um. When we go to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 12, I mean, 2 Timothy chapter 2, now in verse 12, it says, and if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he, will all, he, he also will deny us. All right? So if I'm not, if, if it says if we suffer with Christ, suffer those things uh, of where to, to change my way of thinking, to change my perspective, to change how I handle things, yeah, it, 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 it's not going to be easy. But if we do that, then it says we shall also reign with him. But now if we deny him, I mean, I'm not going to put myself through that. Christ went through that. I'm not going to go through that, which unfortunately is what a lot of religions Push on our people today. Christ died for my sins, so I don't have to go through that. You don't miss the whole point. Christ died for our sins to give you an example of how not to follow your sins. Christ died for your sins to show you how to follow Him. Him being our example. But many of us deny that, uh, like Peter did. And we've always oh, been over this, brothers and sisters, in this series is that we've been covering. For those who might be new, why did Christ call Peter Satan? Why did Christ tell Peter, I give unto you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Upon you, I'm going to build my, I'm, I'm changing your name to Cephas. Because while you, I'm going to build 
you're the rock I'm going to build this church on. Right after that, Christ talks about, now I got to go to Jerusalem and suffer and be put to death and be rejected. And Peter's like, no, you ain't going to go through that. Hell no. And that's when Christ turned to him and said, get behind me, Satan. For you savor not the things that be of the Most High, but be of men. Christ called Peter Satan because Peter was thinking the way men think and not what the Most High wants. And many of us, if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves doing the same thing. I'm not going to go through that suffering. I'm not going to go through that. I'm not going to risk my protection, my security, what I feel is, 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 is going to be my I'm not going to risk that. So what does Christ say? Or what does the scripture say? If we deny Second Timothy 2 and 12. So if we deny him, he also will deny us. Now, for some of the, uh, the more technical thinkers, I'm going to take it there. Let's read the same verse. Now, I'm not saying technical now to make fun of anybody or put anybody down. Let's get a couple other versions of the same verse, and maybe in some, one of these will help you see it, will help you catch it. Remember, why did Christ have, or why did God, the Most High, why did he have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Why did he have four men write the Gospels? He had four men write the Gospels because each one of those men and the way they, they wrote or the way they did things, they're going to be able to reach different, different types of people. They're going to be able to reach different types of people. And then come back with Paul. Come on, please. It tells you they, that scholars have said that you go and study the, the, the words of Peter, his linguistics and how, how he put, uh, you know, all that technical shit, how he put words together. They said, Peter... The one that Christ said, I'm going to give the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He would be be compared to have no higher than a third grade education. Peter would not have higher than a third grade education because of how the words he used, his sentence structure, the grammar he used, that he didn't have beyond a third grade education. If you will, a very blue collar worker, a very blue collar man. Uh, not bougie, not living out in, the, uh, uh, living out with the white, uh, living out with the whites. That he was very down to earth, very among, uh, living amongst his people. But you come back now and look at, at Paul. The way Paul's letters are written, his sentence structures, and the, and the language and the, and the words that he used that his education would be comparable to somebody who went to Cambridge or Oxford University, that he had the highest level of academic uh, um, uh, education that a person could ever have. So you got two different ends of, of, of the spectrum. You got Peter, a man who, who we, we consider to have a third grade education, but was one of the greatest of the disciples, and then you have Paul, who he himself says he's the least of the apostles. That his his all his academics and 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 
technical and and and, and uh, this technical way of talking that the most I had these type of situations to be able to reach different type of Israelites. So I'm gonna read now Second uh, Timothy chapter two verse twelve. But I'm going to read it in some of the other versions. All right? I'm going to read now 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12. Uh, we read the King James Version. Now we're going to read the, the Bible and basic English Version. And it says, if we go on to the end, then we will be ruling with him. If we say we have no knowledge of him, then he will say he has no knowledge of us. I particularly like that. We can look at, at at I hate to use this example, but it kind of relates to how black people how we kind of talk, and it's even some of the words that we use. When you look at the uh, at uh, Medea, uh, Tyler Perry dressed up as a damn woman, which I really can't stand, which I really hate. It, it, God hates. Forget how I feel, which God hates. That when he would play that character, Medea. One of the lines that he would say is, when he would always go to his person and pull the gun out, you don't know me. You don't know me. And then when black people say that, that it's not being technical or literal, but black people are saying that, like, you don't know what I'll do to you. You don't know how much anger or rage I'm about to unleash on you. You don't know me. If you think, if you mistake meekness for weakness, you don't know me. You don't know how I do. You don't know me. So in that kind of mindset, if we go on to the end, then we will be ruling with him. If we say we have no knowledge of him, what you mean? I was supposed to now suffer. Not my Jesus. What do you mean I have to change and repent? I don't know that. I don't I don't I, I don't recognize that. I don't see I don't know that. I don't know. No, I don't know that. Well, what do you mean first off, okay, Christ, what do you mean Christ is black? No, I don't know that Jesus. I know white. White Jesus with the blonde hair, blue eye, I know that Jesus. I don't know this one that's that the black, the real Jesus, and he, the way he suffered and when he suffered for it. I don't know that. I'm not trying to know that. I'm not trying to know those parts. I'm not trying to know that that's what he was really thinking. That's what he was going. I'm not trying to know that. that that's the example that he set for me to follow. I don't know that. I don't want to know that. All right, then you do understand then that he's going to say he has no knowledge of us. That we're going to stand before his father because we haven't followed him. We're not doing things the the, the way he did things because I don't want to know that because I've got my way of looking at it. I've got, I'm using my own perspective. I'm not using the faith that the Bible speaks of. I use faith in what I can see. I use faith in the counsel I got from people who really don't know the scriptures. I use faith. I had faith in what people said, but not what the scripture says. 
I had faith in that, but not the faith of the scriptures, not the faith of what the Most High says. I don't know that part. Cool, then you understand. Maybe you don't. Then now Christ will tell you he don't know you also. He's not going to confess us before his father either. All right? When we look at the same verse, First uh, Timothy, Second Timothy, Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 12, in the, the CEV. Uh, hold on, brother. Sister. There's somebody here at the door. Hold on one second, please. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Learn today. All right, all right, all right. We're back. We're back. We're back. All right, cool. Uh, so now let's read the same verse of Second Timothy chapter two, verse twelve, in the Common English Version Bible. The Common English Version Bible, and it says, "If we don't give up." We will rule with him. If we deny that we know him, he will deny that he knows us. That I don't know that part about Jesus. That, that how I was supposed to do that. You, you know, you know how, how again being a parent, you deal with as you deal with uh, your children, especially coming up through uh, uh, elementary, middle school. Uh, why is it? Among most, a lot of black, for most black people, <laughs> why is it a saying that that we're very familiar with? Is didn't I tell you? What did I say? 
we're, 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 we're catching the, the, the licks uh, by, by the syllables of where the parent is, try, is really trying to convey the message. I know you know better. This is in the same type of spirit that the most Christ in the most high song this year. If we, if we deny that we know him, I didn't know that we were supposed to do it that way. I didn't know. How many times does a parent will come back and ask a child, uh, their children, why did you do this like this? I don't know. For as many times, and then the parent will say, for as many times as you see me do this, as many times as you see me do it this way, how is it you didn't know that you're supposed to do the same thing? And that sense of bewilderment will be with that parent, like, how is it you don't know? You, you, you see me do this all these different times, and you don't know that this is what we're supposed to You really don't know? And that, that's what the child will hold on to. I didn't know. And that will really get the, the parent frustrated and angry. As many times we've done this, and you go act like you you don't know if you're the older child. You saw your your, your younger brother, sister, whatever doing this. Why don't you tell them? You know better. You know how it's going to react. You know better. Why don't you say anything? You know better. And now, as parents, I know we, we can justify that because it's us. We parents. I'm a parent. Well, how is it we don't understand that if Christ is our big brother and also is our father, that he's going, he, he, he's going to apply the same thing with us? How is it I've done this, I've done this, that the most, Christ has done this, I've done this, I've done this, the scriptures are here. How is it you don't know that you're supposed to operate this way? How is it you don't know? How is it you didn't pick up on it? Cool. Then I I don't know you either. Then if we look at the Good News Bible, if we look at the Good News Bible, it says if we continue to endure, we shall also rule with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. So if we continue to endure, we shall also rule with him. So I just want that point here. It says where if we continue to endure, uh, for if we deny him, he's gonna deny us. All right. In the International Standard Version, the International Standard Version, it says, enduring, we with him will reign. Who him denies, he will, he will disdain, uh, disclaim. I'm sorry, disclaim. So we went to the point where I'm going to deny that that's what Christ, that, that that's what Christ wanted me to do. I'm going to deny that, that's, that, that Christ laid this example for me and, and I should know better and I'm not, I don't know that. Cool. Then Christ said, if, when we take that mentality, he's going to disclaim us. That's a heavy word, but it's disclaim. I ain't going to claim you either. You're none of mine. I guess in more monetary terms, it would be like, don't call me then. Next time you're in trouble, next time you go, get this going on, don't call me. Lose my number. Kick rocks. I'm done with you. He's going to disclaim us also. 
in the uh, Jonathan um, Matthews, is, it, is that what this is? Let me, let me pull this up again real quick. In the Jonathan uh, Mitchell New Testament, the Jonathan Mitchell New Testament says this here. It says, since we are continuously remaining under, uh, remaining under for support, or if we continue patiently enduring. So if we continuously are remaining under for support, or we continue patiently and enduring, we will also continue reigning or ruling as kings together with him. If we shall continue denying, disowning, not consenting, renouncing, turning our back on, and are repeatedly denying him, that one also will continue denying, disowning, not consenting to, renouncing, or turning his back on us. All right? Let's go back now and catch 2 Timothy chapter 2, but I'm going to read verse 11 now through 14. Let's go back now and read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 now through 14. Now it says, I'm back in the King James Version now. I'm back in the King James Bible. It says, it is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we should also live with him. Meaning, the way I do things, the way I see things is dead. The way I grew up, the traditions, the, the, the ways I grew up is now dead. If we, if we be dead with him, and we were covering this uh, a little bit yesterday, um, if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. And where is, he, where is Christ living at? On the right hand of the Father. Verse 12, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he, will also, he also will deny us. Verse 13, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. So maybe we don't believe the scriptures, that this is why I was supposed to do things. That is about me, my perspective, that I'm not going to change. All right, cool. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. Or these things, verse 14, of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. That you're going to get a lot of people that are just going to want to argue. They don't want to consent. They don't want to, to see the perspective from the scriptures. They just want to argue their point. They want to argue their point of view. That that they it's just about making sure they can give their point of view, and that's all it is. They they're not really trying to understand where the Most High is coming from. Never really trying to understand the spirit. They just want to argue and voice how they feel. They just want to argue and voice how they see it, which are to no profit. But now this is going to subvert the hearers. They're going to try to get people on their side to agree with how they're emotionally looking at things. When we go to the book of Titus, when we go to the book of Titus, chapter 1, verse 16, the book of Titus, chapter 1, verse 16, it says, they profess that they know God, but in works, they deny him, being abominable 
and disobedient, and to every good work, reprobate. All right? So a lot of people, we walk around professing that we know God, or I know Jesus, I know the Lord, and if it's on a real basic level, yeah, Jesus is coming back with blonde hair and blue eyes. Nope, you don't know him, but you profess that you do. Yeah, Jesus is coming back um, uh, as a, uh, a Rastafarian with dreadlocks. They profess that, that they know God. They profess that they know Christ. Look, I got all these tattoos, and I'm making all this money. God must be with me. And I'm going to get some more tattoos because God is with me. I'm not trying to change my perspective and, 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 and how Christ and the scripture is really talking about. You're not going to tell me that my God, this is my God, that my God is doing this for me. My God is about giving, making things convenient for me. So it says that pe- people, they're going to profess that they know the most high. But in works, they deny him being abominable and disobedient. And to every good work, reprobate. Now, we're going to use some of the Webster's Dictionary. We're going to go back to the Webster's, the 1820 Dictionary. We'll insert some of these definitions into these scriptures. So it says, they profess that they know God, but in works, they deny him, being abominable. The word abominable means being very hateful, detestable, loathsome. Again, being being abominable, that the works that people do are going to be very ab- being abominable to the Most High. Meaning, the Most High is going to consider what they're doing to be very hateful, detestable, loathsome. All right, unclean, and it says also disobedient. That a lot of people in denying Christ that our works are going to be disobedient, meaning neglecting or refusing to obey. That no, I'm not going to see it that way. I'm going to neglect to understand. I'm going I'm, to I'm I'm choose not to because I'm going to choose to stick with my way of seeing things. So to be disobedient means, again, be, to be neglecting or refusing to obey, omitting to do what is commanded or doing what is prohibited. Uh, refactory, not observant of duty or rules prescribed by authority. I'm not going to follow your authority because I'm going to follow my own authority because I'm going by how I see things. I know the most I says do it this, and I should obey this and this person, but no, I'm not because that goes against how I see things. So I'm going to be disobedient, and I'm going to go by how I feel and what I see. All right? Uh, and it says, as children are disobedient to parents, citizens are disobedient to the laws. All right? Not yielding or uh, exciting force or power. Uh, not yielding to exciting force or power. 
So to be disobedient is I'm not going to yield. I'm not going to submit. I'm going to force my point of view. I'm not going to let anybody change my point of view. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to somebody tell me that to follow Christ or to please Christ or please Miss High, I got to go through the same thing that Christ went through. I'm not going to hear that. I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. Okay. And the person, there's many people going, who are and do think like that. And in the eyes of Christ the Most High, you're denying Christ. Okay. He's going to deny you also. And then it says now, and unto every uh, good work, that now these people become reprobate. And it says unto every good work, but the most high part is to be good, that now these people are going to be reprobate. Now, what does it mean to be reprobate? Uh, uh, not enduring proof or trial. I'm not going to put up with it. Now, I'm going through a little bit of something and it's inconvenient. No, the hell with that. I'm not going to go through this. Not enduring, not enduring proof or trial, not uh, not of standard purity or fineness. Disallowed, rejected, abandoned in sin. To be reprobate, you're abandoned in sin. You're abandoned to your own thoughts, your own perspective. Lost to virtue or grace. You have no virtue. You have no grace. Most I did say, uh, or Christ did say what? And your patience possesses your soul. I ain't gonna be patient. Okay. Do you understand? You're being reprobate. And now, but that definition number two, they actually uh, Webster uses the scripture we just came from that they profess that they know God, but the works deny Him, being abominable and disobedient to every good work and reprobate. Titus chapter one verse sixteen. Definition number three, abandoned to error. That now. If we get to the point where we profess that we know the Most High, but we're going to deny Him, being abominable and disobedient, and to every good work reprobate, that we a person is going to be abandoned, whatever that, abandoned to error. Yeah, I'm just going to be wrong then. How many times do we find find people that say that? Well, if, then I'm just going to be wrong then, but I'm not going to change. That, that's just the way it is. Call, call, call me evil, call me wicked, call, call me uh, call me the devil, do whatever. I'm just wicked. I'm, I'm just off because I'm not going to change. Okay. And I, sometimes we feel that when we say things like that and, 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 the, and the emotion that we say that in, that that's going to be justifiable to when Christ gets here. Uh, why is it fair that Christ had to go through it, but now it's, but you don't have to? Why did Christ have to change and go through the inconveniences he went through, but for us, we don't have to? But so in, in our minds, we think that that's fair. Christ, who was sinless, we had to suffer what he suffered. Without complaining, but now we, being sinful, being back, being off, can be can be corrected. Like, no, well, I'm just gonna be have to be wrong then. 
And so in our minds, we think that we're being that we're using justice. All right, reprobate as a noun is a person abandoned to sin. All right. Um, So now let's go to Matthew chapter 24. I got about 15 minutes left. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24. And we're going to be verses 8 to 14 now in dealing with more aspects of how and why people are going to, to be denying Christ. All right? And more aspects of why people are going to be denying Christ. Matthew chapter 24, verses 8 to 14. Matter of fact, let me pull this up. This is, this is my notes. Let me pull this up in, in my Bible app. And let's actually read verse 3 first. All right? Let's actually read verse 3. This is what it says. Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. And it says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, When shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? All right? So pretty simple question. Well, not a simple question, but a direct question. When is going to be the, the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? All right? I want to jump more straight to the point. Let's jump down to verse 8 now. Mm, I can't. Verse 4, and Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Verse 7, for nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Verse 8, all these are the beginning of sorrows. So as we look, and we're becoming very familiar with the, uh, the, uh, the Russia-China-African uh, league that's being put together, as we're looking at seeing uh, even the war in Ukraine and war with Russia uh, uh, coming together, as we're seeing the war on poverty uh, and the war on drugs and war on fentanyl uh, uh, exploding, as as we see uh, just more 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 um, uprisings, uh, there's one down in Haiti going on right now. As we see all these things taking place, all the famines taking place, right now they're giving us uh, was that clone chicken, clone fish. Uh, We've been getting cloned, cloned uh, 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 lamb or red meat for for the longest time. That's when uh, we were dealing with the um, uh, mad cow disease or, or what have you. And the famine has been here. Pestilence, pestilences. Uh, the brother Bahar from Virginia just gave this to me uh, two days ago. Do y'all know that in in Florida, the 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 Cases of biblical leprosy is increasing in Florida. And earthquakes in diverse places. 
all the earthquakes are dealing with, with the uh, with the earth, dealing with with uh, crazy weather in diverse places. Verse eight. All these are the beginning of sorrow. This is the beginning of what sorrow. This is the beginning of sorrow. <laughs> Verse nine. Then. So after all these things are going on, he says, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. So after the, 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 the wars and wars and wars, the nation rises against nation, the kingdom against kingdom, the the famines, the pestilences, and the earth and earthquakes in diverse places. That all these are just the beginning of sorrows. That after these things have started and going, that then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. Who was Christ speaking to? His disciples. The ones following him, the way we're supposed to, the true worshipers. They shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And he shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Because because of Israelites. Because we're actually following and keeping the commandments of the Most High. It says that that's when we're going to now be afflicted and be killed and shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Verse 10. And then shall many be offended. And shall betray one another And shall hate one another This is among the disciples And be damned We don't start seeing this among other Israelite groups Other Israelite camps going on right now Verse 11 And many false prophets Shall shall rise And shall deceive many And because iniquity Shall abound The love of many Shall wax cold The iniquity The sins And And when I, when I take, take this A little bit deeper Dealing with iniquity A lot of times we read in the scriptures That About the iniquities of our fathers That, that, that we follow the iniquities Of our fathers And yeah we can take it on a, on a surface level That we follow the sins of our fathers but in, in following the iniquities of our fathers, that a lot of the traditions and a lot of ways that, uh, that a person grows up, they learn that from their father. They learn that from their elders. They learn it from their parents. And so if you grew up knowing wrong, doing wrong in the eyes of Most High, a lot of times you want, you'll hold on to that, and you don't see nothing wrong with it because this is what you saw your, your parents do. This is what you saw your grandparents do. This is what you saw your great-grandparents do, if you happen to live, be fortunate to see that. That everywhere you grew up and where you lived, this is how we did things. So I don't see why that's wrong. So because a person is going to hold on to, I don't see why that is wrong, they don't see how that's iniquity. They don't see that. I don't see. I don't really think this is that bad. So now for every good work, we now become abominable. To actually be doing what's good in the eyes of the Father, we reject that 
because for what God calls abominable, I don't see it being that bad. I don't see it being that wrong. So again, in verse 12, and because iniquity shall abound, because many people are going to be holding on to their opinions. They're going to be holding on to the things, the lessons they got from their fathers. That because of that, it says the love of many shall wax cold. People will be getting more more selfish, just looking out for self. You know, it, it's going to be a lot more of those talks about blood thicker than water. There's going to be a lot more of that, that why are you still following that crazy cult? Why are you allowing yourself to go through that? And because people are going to pick up on those type of talks and those type of sayings. The love of many is going to wax cold. Verse 13. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Let's jump down to verse 32. Verse 32. Let's jump down to verse 32. Now learn a parable of the fig tree, where his branch is yet tender, and put it forth leaves. You know that summer is not. So look, y'all check this out. These are bars, if you will. Tell you what I'm saying. Can you pick up what I'm putting down? It says when a branch is yet tender, and put it forth leaves, you're, you're intelligent enough or you're, you're perceptive enough to see a, a summer share. Right? So he's saying now, verse 33, so likewise ye, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. When you're seeing all these type of things happening, know that now I'm really that much more closer. Just like you can tell when it's summertime and the leaves are coming out, oh, man, it, uh, it's summertime. Cool. So when you see, you can tell those signs, then why are we not able to put the signs together about everything else he's talking about? Verse 34. Verily, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass until all these things be fulfilled. So what all things have to be fulfilled? Then, back verse 9, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. And shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. The love of many is going to wax cold. But he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And the ones who continue making sure the gospel of the kingdom is still being preached in all the world. It says that's when the end is going to come. So jumping, down, jumping back now to verse 34. Verily, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass until all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. That these things are going to happen, brothers and sisters. These things are going to have to happen. But a lot, a lot of us are going to, to deny that. 
I'm not going to go through that. Not me. Don't worry about it. Peter did the same thing to Christ uh, uh, right before the Last Supper. A lot of denying of Christ. I'm not going to go through that. All right. Give it down now to verse 45. Matthew chapter 24, verse 45. Christ is not asking a question. In Matthew chapter 24, starting verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? So who really is faithful and who can be considered wise? And yes, brothers and sisters, we covered this three classes ago in, 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 my, in my series about the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of the Most High. Which one are we using? Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord has made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Verse 46. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily, I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But then if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to, to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of. And shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I'm doing a lot of reading right now as we get ready to come up on uh, our two-hour mark. That this being, it, being again the 23rd part series of, of our series on to deny Christ. That is when people are unwilling to want to change, unwilling to want to, to learn, unwilling to actually want to follow Christ, unwilling to, to go through the affliction, the persecution, unwilling to, to see it through Christ's eyes. There's going to be a lot of denying going on. Again, think about it, brothers and sisters. If you went back and read about the crucifixion, you might have heard it in some of your, your, your Bible stories, even though you might not have actually read it. Remember that when they came into Christ and started torturing him and beating him, remember all the disciples dipped. All 12 of the disciples, well, Judas was already gone. But the 11 remaining with him? They are deep to where Peter did what? Peter denied Christ three times. I don't know him. I'm not with him. I'm not about to go through the same thing she's going through. There's going to be a lot of people in these days also, brothers and sisters. I got 90 seconds, so I'm going to read this here, and then we're going to call it a wrap for today. All right. Uh, this is now going to uh, John chapter 6. We're going to be verses 61 through 71. This is going to be for today. 
John chapter 6, verses 61 through 71. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, does this offend you? So this, this thing that Christ said to the disciples, like, are, you, are you offended also? Does this offend you? Verse 62. What if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up when he was before? It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh probably nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. This is the life, the words, what I'm telling you, this is the life you got. This is the life that the most likely was to, live, to, to go through. That I'm going to have to be destroyed. I'm going to have to die. And those that follow me have to go through the same thing. You're going to have to suffer the way I suffered. But this is how you're going to get life with the most high. Verse 64. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not. And who should what? Betray him. And he said, therefore, said I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time, many of his, of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. That, no, I'm not, going, I'm not willing to go through that. This is not what I thought following the Lord or following God was going to be about. Verse 67. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you, will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, answered him Lord, to whom, for, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered him, have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? We know it's been the fourth time we're for our learning. We know that the most I requires that, that which is past. That we're going to be facing a lot of the, the, the same, same, same things. I face a lot of the same. Scenarios. I, I might keep going. I gotta keep going. Deuteronomy chapter one, verses twenty-six to thirty-five. These scenarios that, that that we go through, it's easy to come back and see if we just do a little bit of studying. If we look at the history of our people, or the Israelites, we can see a lot of the same scenarios. We, get, we keep facing a lot of the same scenarios, and we keep choosing wrong. Uh, we're going to go now to Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 26 to 35. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 26 to 35. And this is, we're going to reflect on some of the history of us as Israelites and the mentalities that we, we do like to fall into of why and how we will deny Christ in the Most High. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 26 through 35 says, Notwithstanding, you would not go up, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God. But it says that what Moses is reminding us Israelites at this time 
when he's speaking in Deuteronomy chapter 1, we actually heard, our foreparents actually heard the words of the Most High. Not just coming through Moses. We were the people who actually heard the words of the Most High. Our foreparents actually saw the miracles that were done in the land of Egypt, the plagues that were done for our liberation to the land of Egypt. We saw how the Most High killed and destroyed the Egyptians. We were witnesses to it. We were eyewitnesses. We saw what was going on. And what did we still do? We still rebelled against the commandment of the Lord our God. Verse 27. And he murmured in your tents and said, because the Lord hated us, he had brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. You see the mentality of what our people that we took on? Because of, we're being inconvenienced, because we're being inconvenienced out here and it's not according to what, how, what we thought it's supposed to be about, we murmured in our tents. And what we were saying was God hated, God hated us. He only brought us out here, out of Egypt, to deliver to the hand of Amorites to destroy us. The most thing, and we're not going through these things for our good. He only brought us out here to destroy us. Well, listen, this, I mean, is, is, it, is it that ridiculous to think about why do the most high need to bring us out of Egypt to destroy us by the Amorites? Why don't they just leave us in Egypt? But, you know, we forget how we were crying about the rigors of what we were going through, the afflictions we were going through in Egypt. We forget about that, and then we get this real spoiled thing. We complained about eating angels' bread, manna from heaven. We complained. It's not enough. To eat what angels eat is not enough. We need more. You don't really love us, God, because if you love me, you're giving me what you feed angels, but if you really love me, God, you give me meat. You only buy the side here to destroy us. You don't love us. Our, our people, by the millions at this time, denied Christ, denied the Most High. Verse 28. Whither shall we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying, The people is greater and taller than we. The cities are great. And walled up to heaven. And moreover, we have seen the sons of the Anakins there. Remember what David told us as we went over a couple of days ago? Blessed he who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the way of scorners. What did Israelites do when we had to go spy out the land? When the 12 elders had to go spy out the land, who were Israelites, spoke Hebrew, Heard the Most High, lived and seen the miracle, lived through the miracles, walking through the Red Sea, the ten plagues, eating the manna for over 40 years. And what did our so-called leadership do? Discouraged us, discouraged our hearts, saying, the people is greater and taller than we. The cities are great and walled up to heaven. 
And moreover, we have seen the sons of the Anakins there. Verse 29. Then I said unto you, dread not, neither be afraid of them. The Lord your God, which goes before you, he shall fight for you, according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. You saw this. Verse 31. And in the wilderness, uh, where thou hast seen, where thou hast seen how that the Lord thy God bore thee, as a man does bear his son, in all the way that he went, until he came unto this place. Yet in this thing we did not believe the Lord your God. You see this? In this thing we still did not believe the Lord our God. You went in the way. Uh, who, who went in the way before you To search you out a, To put your tents in In fire by night To show you by what way You should, you should go And in a cloud by day And the Lord Heard the voice of your words And was wroth And swore saying Surely there shall not One of these men Of this evil generation See that good land which I swore to give unto your fathers. So it's not like we as Israelites already have a history and a record of denying the Most High. God is not moving according to our expectations. And we've rebelled against him. We've been disobedient to him. We've been abominable to his eye and did nothing but complain. So it's not like we haven't already exemplified or shown this is the type of people we are. For for the most side is saying many times throughout the scriptures, oh ye of little faith. Oh ye of little faith. Oh ye of little faith. All right, so brothers and sisters, I am gonna end this class. Let me let me let me bookmark here where we're at. And we're almost to the end of this. Oh, you know what? Hold on. We might actually be at the end of this. You know what? We uh No, you know what? We're gonna have one more class. We're gonna have one more class, brothers and sisters. There's gonna be one more class in this series. Uh what's this gonna it's gonna be uh series twenty eight. No, uh, twenty 24. All right. There's going to be one more. One more one more uh, episode to this series, uh, What It Means to Deny Christ. And I'm going to pick that up on Monday. All right. I'm going to pick that up on Monday. I'm going to pick that up on Monday. So, for tonight being Thursday. All right. Tonight being Thursday. I want to tell you who didn't get a chance to tune in. Hopefully this was informational to you. Maybe uh, we, can, we can see where we can um, strengthen our minds, strengthen our hearts, strengthen our spirits uh, in the choices that we make, that we, we start making better choices when it comes to pleasing the Most High and doing right in the eyes of the Most High. Uh, tonight is Thursday. So we do invite you to please check out uh, either on Facebook Live, and we invite you to please check out uh, Stream of Wisdom on Facebook starting at uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, or on YouTube, uh, ISBHPK or Stream of Wisdom, Rochester. 
uh, on YouTube. We invite you to uh, check that out. Uh, and again, please visit one of our locations uh, and, and, and increase your learning. All right, increase your learning. Uh, I'm by no means the only teacher there is in Israel. I'm not the only teacher um, in Israel. There's, there's many teachers, and like like uh, like Paul told Timothy, the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit out of faith, the same commit thou to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. So with that, I would like uh, for ISBHBK Bible Talk. Uh, my name is Mashaba. And I would like to wish you a, uh, a good weekend. Oh, and don't forget us tomorrow. I'm sorry. Don't forget us tomorrow for a, a Friday Night Bible Breakdowns with Bonabaz, starting uh, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time right here at www.blogtalkradio.com, uh, 646-668-2568. So with that, my name is Mashaba, uh, and I'd like to wish each and every one of you a peaceful day, a peaceful weekend. Shalom. Shema Just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.